Welcome to Sports Cash, a space to discuss sports and money. I'm your host, KD. And this is your host, Vlad, Mr. ESPN. This episode is brought to you in part by Sneaker Broker. Do you have a favorite sneaker that you've been waiting on, but it's sold out everywhere, including online? Shop with Sneaker Broker, a premium sneaker dealer based in Atlanta. They'll take care of you and try to find you whatever you need. Find out more by visiting their Instagram at SNKR underscore broker. That is at SNKR underscore broker to find out more. Cash crew, we back like stimmy checks. Thank you, Joey B. How you feel, Vlad? I'm good. Welcome back for another week episode. Uh, This week, we're going to talk about NBA midseason, NBA midseason grades. We're just going to look over the landscape of the first half of the NBA season now that we've started the second half of the NBA season after All-Star break. So we're just going to break down um, different aspects of the season, give some opinions, give some grades, and um, what we think about the second half of the NBA season. All right, let's get into it. So let's go ahead and dive right in. Um, so far, we're already halfway mark um, of the NBA season. Who do you think is your, I guess, halfway mark MVP up to this point? Who's been the MVP of the league of this year up to this point? Um, unbiased. I'm going to go uh, Joel Embiid, I think. Um, just when we just really look at what that MVP actually means. And, and you know what? You know, of course, you can always say LeBron. But just me thinking about who really, really is propelling their team. Um, Joel Embiid, definitely. And we're going to see a lot more of that um, if he's not back, you know, in, within the next few weeks. We're we're going to see that um, and how, how, it, how it's been going for them. So, Okay. Um, I mean, Joel Embiid definitely playing at a very, very high level this year um, with his new coach, Doc Rivers, um, averaging 29.9 points, 11.5 rebounds, and 3.3 assists. So definitely MVP caliber numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you. As of right now, I am going to go with Joel Embiid. Um, unfortunately, he did get injured recently. Hopefully, it's nothing too crazy. Um, if it is, I think he's going to slip. Um, but he does have... My second option, obviously, who should be an option for the past 10 years, Mr. LeBron James. Of course. Um, still playing at a very high level. Still got the Lakers as a top four team in the West without Anthony Davis for now, which feels like a month AED hasn't played. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, still got that team rolling. So um, I know they've had a couple losses. Well, not a couple, a few losses here and there, but they still at the top of the charts. Um, but... Embiid, if he does miss a significant amount of time, I'm going to go with LeBron James. And that was my unbiased choice. My biased choice is one Jimothy Butler. Uh, Why? He's missed a lot of games. Yeah, I know. I'm, that's what I'm saying. It's it's biased because, I mean, what he's what we've been able to do when when Jimmy Butler is back, and not just what we've been able to do, he is playing out of his mind right now. He is damn near averaging a triple-double. He had triple-doubles in five straight games. And the, but by the way, all Ws. So we're not. these are not empty stats. This is something that is affecting wins directly. Literally, when he plays, we're winning. So um, it took him a little while. I mean, the guy did have COVID. So 
it took him a little while to get get back to where he was, but he's been and I'm you know Miami Heat front office said this uh, last week that he's been better than they've ever thought he could be, and then we think about someone who just offense wasn't their thing at all in their first few years, so that's what I would say. You know, un, if if he if we were able to have all of our guys um, beginning and we were you know playing the way that we're playing now, he'd definitely be in the MVP race. But you know, your best ability is your availability, so. Uh, a lot of people will be left off the list because of that. Absolutely. And my dark horse MVP actually is Mr. Dame Dollar, Mr. Logo Lillard, Damian Lillard from the Portland Trailblazers. Um, he's playing tremendous this year, um, averaging 29.9 points, 4.3 rebounds, and 8 assists this year, and currently has Portland in the sixth seed in the West. So um, if all fails, and, you know, the top two, something happens or they just, you know, their ranking and MVP race go down. Damon Leonard is definitely, definitely um, my dark horse MVP this year. Oh, I know. He's, he's playing phenomenal. Well, if you're going to list out stats, you know, I can't leave Jimmy Butler's stats out here. Oh, of course. You know, 21.1 points a game, seven re- 7.4 rebounds. And eight assists. You know, he's giving you he's giving you what LeBron gave you when you were down there. Um, uh, so I don't think LeBron had twenty one though. He didn't have twenty one. No, I mean, he, but he's basically giving you what LeBron gave you. LeBron had what twenty five. So it was what three twenty eight nine and seven. Twenty eight nine and seven when he was there. When, when he, he was, was in a Miami. different. He was an animal. Yeah, <laughs> he was an <laughs> okay. animal in Miami. Two MVPs, by the way. You you just forget about it, but he was an animal. He in was Miami. the peak of peak. Yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> That's funny. I almost disrespected the guy. Yeah. <laughs> That's your guy. That played in your uniform. But yeah. anyway. But yeah, Jimmy Butler is definitely having a good year. Um, those are very, very solid numbers across the board. Um, it's just even he has it in every category. I just think, you know, twenty one in today's age is kinda like in the middle landscape of scoring mm-hmm. for a lot of guys. Um, so you know, yeah, definitely when you're talking about Jimmy Butler, you're talking about wins affected. You're yeah, not really talking affected. about yeah, he's not gonna, anything else. Yeah, he's not gonna be that guy that's gonna drop thirty at night for you. Um, but yeah, he's definitely playing high <laughs> caliber. Um, but you know, unfortunately in this league, you know, if you're not high twenties or that thirties, a lot of guys look over you. I mean, and that's honestly why Bradley Bill. Um, but vice versa, that's why Bradley Bill's not in the conversation. He's scoring a lot of points, but his team's not winning. Exactly. So a that's not else. why He's in the MVP talks this year. Um, but let's transition to the top of the top, which I call the top of the top of both conferences. Um, in the East, the number one seed, Philadelphia 76ers. And in the West, the Utah Jazz. Um, both surprising teams, actually. You know, I didn't see this coming when the season had started. Um, what would you grade them? If you were to put, you know, a grade from A to F, what would you rate Philly and what would you rate Utah? Philly, I I, I mean, I have to give them an A+. Plus. Uh, they've been playing very, very good ball, and they've got a solid, solid roster. Um, so I'm giving them an A+. Plus. Utah, I, I've got to give them an A+, plus as well. Um, it's not just them being the first number one seed, but that that long win streak. What was How many games was that in a row? I'm not too sure, but I think it was – Low maybe, I want to say it was close to twenty. Okay, so it may it may have been nineteen, 
Um, something something around that. But yeah, I, I gotta give them both A plus. They've been playing very well. Um who knows where, where it ends with specifically Utah. We've had this discussion, you know, whether they're they're regular season teams or if they're gonna do anything in the playoffs because we know how they went out last year. So but yeah, I we'll give sure. them, I give them both A plus. What about you? Um well for Philly, they're currently twenty six and twelve. I'm going to give Philly an A-. minus. Okay. And the only reason why is because Tobias is playing great. John B is playing phenomenal. But the second guy who I think they definitely need in a playoff to take him over the hump is playing okay. And that's Ben Simmons. Mm-hmm. Not playing horrible, but he's not playing eye-popping basketball right now. And um, for Philly to definitely take that big jump, to where I think they want to go, which is obviously the finals. Um, ben Simmons got to step it up. So he is I, giving you sixteen, eight, and seven, or sixteen, seven point nine, and seven point six. Great numbers. Well, I want to say great, good numbers, solid numbers. But again, those are stats. How does that impact when he's on the floor? What? What? How? How is he getting those sixteen points? How is he getting those rebounds? How is he? How's those assists trans, um, translating to other buckets? You know, so you just gotta look at it from that aspect. Um, from that aspect, I'm sorry, and it's just like you know, and again, I'm not downplaying him. He's not playing bad, mm-hmm. but but he's just not having that wow year to me. Yeah, it's definitely Joel Embiid doing that. I'm almost thirty points a game, eleven rebounds, and three assists. So when you have someone that's averaging that doing those kind of averages it's hard for you to really stand out but yeah like you said uh if there's a team though that was built for him to do better to be able to get up to that 20 points a game this would be the team well this this would not be I, i would say this would not be the team because of all the shooters that they have um we we talked about this in in prior um clubhouses but this would be the team because of those shooters. He doesn't have to worry about scoring that much. He can just facilitate the ball. So, you know, I think that's probably what hinders his his point output a little bit is because he's he's a pure point guard, really. He, he really is. So. Okay. And for the Utah Jazz, for me, I will give him an A+. Plus, only because Utah Jazz is doing what I didn't expect him to do. Um, Donovan Mitchell is having a phenomenal year. But most impressing about the Utah Jazz um, is the ball movement. Yeah. That ball movement is looking like the 0-3 Spurs. Mm-hmm. Kick, 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 drive, kick it down some more, and they get in a 3 or layup. Or a lob to Gobert or Donovan slashing to the bucket. And I got to give it to them. It's... Is working very well. Their defense has stepped up. Um, that contribution of Mike Conley has helped a lot too, also. And Donovan Mitchell looked like he's on a mission to prove Shaq wrong mm-hmm. after that comment that Shaq made. So, A plus. And you know, for Shaq you. is going to take all of the credit for how well they're playing. Yeah, he's going to say that was his motivation, right? <laughs> but definitely A plus for the Utah Jazz in my, in my book, for sure. Um, playing phenomenal ball. Now, are they able to keep up with that going into the second half of the season? We'll I see. mean, we'll see. Apparently, they have 
one of the easier schedules the second half of the season. So they should finish out strong. But we'll see. Philly, I think Philly's going to take a little slump, uh, especially Jordan B got injured. So I think um, Brooklyn would kick it up, you know, a gear in the second half. So Philly might end up still in the top three, per se. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know about the number one seed. They still could hold it, but I think with Jordan B's injury, depending on how bad it is, they might lose that number one spot. Hmm. You know, I never thought of that. I mean, they don't really have in the EWA, of course, Brooklyn. It's kind of like that's a two-team race because the next two – who's the next two? Let's see. You got Brooklyn at two, Milwaukee at three, Miami at four. Milwaukee and Miami, you know, I don't think they're challenging. It's just like the first two are so strong. The next two are if we have it bottled up right, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like if we catch you on the wrong night type of deal. Exactly. But in a seven-game series – you know, Milwaukee's not going to quit. You know, Miami's not going to quit. But in a seven-game series with the likes of the Nets, um, I think the Sixers, to be honest, those two teams match up better with the Sixers. But with the Brooklyn Nets, it, it's tough. That's a lot of star power. I agree. Definitely agree with that one. Um, So who you got? I know it's still early, but as of right now with the landscape of the league, obviously trade deadline haven't came yet. Um, But... Um, who's your early finals contenders? Yeah, you know, if I gotta put money on it, it's gonna I'm gonna put money on just like any other level of NBA basketball. The where the most talent is, usually, usually that's the ones that make the finals or whatever uh that you have, whatever level it is. So I can't go against the Nets, I can't go against the Lakers. So Nets Lakers, that's gonna be my prediction. So you're saying the two number one seeds in both conferences are gonna get beat in the playoffs in Philly and Utah. Yep. Okay. Well, on that one I definitely can't disagree with you. Um it's definitely gonna be the battle of New York and LA. Um yeah, you know that's what the NBA wants. Definitely definitely what the NBA <laughs> wants. Um but it's definitely not gonna be the Knicks of the New of New York. It's gonna be on the other side of the bridge in Brooklyn. Um, but I think it's, yeah, Lakers, Brooklyn or Clippers in Brooklyn. Um, I, I, I don't see any other teams cause for me is I've watched too much basketball to understand that the real season starts in April or whenever the NBA decides to start the playoffs this year. So, you know, a lot of these teams that's playing very well, I do give credit. They are playing well, but again, the elite of the elite will stand and will be the last man standing at the end. And there's one guy for the past decade that says, never count me out in any situation. Tom Brady. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> LeBron James. Exactly. LeBron James. LeBron James. <laughs> so, you know, you definitely can't count him, count him out, especially um, once AD comes back. I think the crazy Lakers- thing is the Lakers are number three. The Suns are number two. That it, if which we'll Chris, get to with when Chris Paul. Okay, let's just we'll get to we'll, that. We'll get to, let's get to that. We'll get to that. So I agree with you, Lakers, Brooklyn, um, for the finals. Um, now you can get into your Suns part because we're going to get into most surprising team and player Boom. so far this Boom. year. Boom, the Phoenix Suns. Uh. 
Little do people know, they have one of the best general managers in the game right now. Best young general managers uh, relative to all the others. Um, Jones. I, I can't. James Jones. James Jones. Who James used to Jones. play for your former team. Miami yes, sir. And when he was in um, in Miami, he was on the NBAPA, in, in so the Players Association. Correct. Um, and, and led it with Chris Paul for a long time. And so that was actually when he played for us, you know, when they do superlatives, most likely to do this, most likely to do that, most likely to run their own basketball team. James Jones got that every single year because he was so intelligent. Yes, he was a sharpshooter, but superbly intelligent. And so um, when he got the job over in Phoenix, that was a, a I mean, look, he already pilfered one of our guys. He already got uh, Jay Crowder and saw how important. And that's actually interesting that's a James Jones one Miami zero type of deal because he really got us on that because we ha- we're we're missing you know that kind of player and this literally was Jay Crowder he saw that pilfered him got him then he got Chris Paul twenty five and eleven I mean who saw this coming I did because you did you did uh, predict it you probably need to go ahead and put that back get that audio and put it back at where where you said. Uh, the Phoenix Suns will horse. be the sleeper team this mm-hmm. year. Um, it was them in Dallas for me. I said Phoenix will be the team in the West that you don't want to sleep on and look at them at current or moment right now. Incredible. Number two in the West at 25 and 11. Wow. With Chris Paul playing great and um, <clears throat> Devin Booker playing phenomenal. Of course. Now let's see what you can do in the playoffs. Uh, I'm now very, that's very what the t- real test is. The playoffs started today. They'd be playing against the Spurs, which we still think that they can win that. Not enough star star power, but Rudy Gay do be. I mean, not Rudy Gay. Demar Derozan do be going off sometimes, but I don't think they have enough. But, and then, of course, now with Lamarcus Aldridge not ever going to play another game in that will Spurs hurt them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that will hurt them. But I think with the leadership of Chris Paul, excuse me, um, is definitely going to add some veteran expertise to the locker room. He's definitely going to have those guys up to play. Look what he did with OKC last year. and those Better guys talent. Were, yeah, and those guys were younger. So I know Devin Booker is definitely itching to play in the playoffs because that's what he's been writing about for the past two years. Like, yo, just give me the playoffs and I'll show you guys what I can do. Mm-hmm. Um, so him and Chris Paul in that backcourt, DeAndre Ayton is playing well. Um, even Malik is playing well. So, Phoenix Suns, watch out. This is a team, again, You when you get in the playoffs, you might not want to see them because Chris <laughs> Paul does not like to lose, and he's a competitor, and he's going to have them boys ready to Super play. Super bulldog. But another surprising team and player for me, and for those that's a fan of this team, it's going to be shocking that I'm saying this. I have to give credit where it's due. The, I can believe I'm saying this, the New York Knicks hmm. wow, are finally giving the people something to look forward to. Um, the New York Knicks, at the current moment, current moment, I'm sorry, is in the playoffs right now. 20 and 19. At 20 and 19, they are the seventh seed, and they had an all-star that made the all-star game um, this year, and Julius Randle, who's playing even more phenomenal. If the playoffs started today, it would be a Subway Series. Brooklyn Nets, 
and the Knicks. That Which would be awesome. I would awesome. love to see it. Absolutely. Great for New York. Great for the NBA. Um, we never really had a Subway Series in the NBA. Um, it's always in baseball that we saw this for New York. So, I mean, it would definitely, definitely be um, enjoyable, not just for New York, but for the NBA, for hoop heads and all. But um, Julius Randle right now play, having a great year, averaging 22.8 points, 11 rebounds, and 5.6 assists. Very, very, very great numbers. And he's leading his team um, to a 20-19 record and currently a seventh spot in the, in the East. So definitely, definitely, I did not see this coming. I thought the Knicks were going to be right back where they were last year, contending for a lottery pick. And they said, no, nah, we're going to change this thing around right now. And we're in the, we're going to make the playoffs. And I think they're going to stay in that playoff hunt. Um, looking at the landscape of the East right now, I think they got a very, very good shot to you know stay where they are or maybe um, go up a couple seats higher. So definitely shout out to the New York Knicks and Julius Randle. Um, one of my sleeper surprising teams and player up to this point in the midseason mark of the NBA. Well, I have some surprising teams. I I have two, and they're surprising for the wrong reasons. Number one, I am surprised and yet not so surprised about the Raptors or how bad they are right now. So would they go on your most disappointing Yes, team? most okay. disappointed teams, um, disappointing teams. Um, them and the Mavericks. You know, for all the things that we say about Luka, it doesn't seem like he's translating to a million wins right now. Although they are 19 and 17, but in the West, that's not, you know, it's not cutting it. So um, they, they just seem like that kind of middling team that when they get into the into the playoffs, all the, you know, we're all 0-0 and, and they, they tend to do some things. But uh, I'd be wary, if you're a Mavericks fan, I'd be wary that they're a regular season, well, not even a regular season team. They're a first round, second round team that can't get over the hump. Um, you gotta be, you gotta be careful with that. I'm, and of course, with the Raptors, I'm so, like I said, I'm surprised, but not surprised because, of course, they lost Kawhi. That's was that bars? Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing: why I won't give so much um, backlash to the Mavericks. One, um, they have been missing a lot of players this year due to COVID. Um, at one point, they were only playing with eight people at certain points in games. Um, so when, when, so cries Luka, in Miami Heat. I, I understand. <laughs> but in the West, you know, when you lose eight guys, that, that takes a hit. Especially they lost eight guys for, I think, at one point, it was 15 games. You know, they had eight guys that was not eligible to play. That hurts in the West. Yeah. So and, Luka and, had to do a lot. Um, but this is what the second part of the season is for. They've got to make up some of those wins. Absolutely. As, as Miami does as well. Absolutely. Kind of in the same position. But Luka does have to play better too. Luka has a high turnover rate. He's not shooting incredibly great either from distance. Um, His whining game is on point. He knows how to whine to officials. Apparently, yes, they do say he has been, you know, complaining about calls. Um, but um, Luka, this is the thing that you have to take when you're the best player on a franchise. You know, at times where your team might not be able to show up or you guys might be missing people, you as the best player have to definitely come up big and, you know, get your team through this slump. So 
as a young player, this is going to be a learning curve for him. And hopefully he picks it up the second half of the season in terms of the round. But definitely, um, I can agree, you know, because I had Dallas um, higher or playing at least better than they are right now. But Grant, but again, don't forget, KP just came back and KP and um, Luka had a great game against, I want to say that step back game winner was against, who did they play that night? It was in Dallas. Yeah, it was just a couple nights ago. A couple I, nights I saw ago. it, yeah. But anyway, KP played great that night. And I said, all right, if KP can stay um, healthy, um, him and Luka can definitely make a nice little run in the playoffs. So I think right now, you know, hopefully they can get all their guys back from COVID and injuries. KP can stay healthy. Dallas should be able to turn around for the second half of the season. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that because we need Luca to be in the playoffs. Absolutely. Um, the magic they're gonna, baby. They're going to force Zion into the playoffs. They already changed the whole league to get 10 and to have that whole play in because of Zion. So we already know that's who they want to be in in the West, but um, we're always going to be looking at Luca Jordan. Luca Brasi. Luca Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we're definitely, uh, I think, a couple of weeks away, or maybe actually less, to the trade deadline. Mm-hmm. Um, so up to this point, who do you think needs to make a trade to better their team or to maybe get a better slot in the draft um, when the season's over for the second half of the season? Well, I'm always on the pulse of the Miami Heat, uh, obviously being a fan. And so we, we desperately need to make a move. Uh, to get that four position plugged up, whether that be Thaddeus Young, um, maybe we kick the tires on him. Uh, Vucevic is probably a little too rich for us right now if we're trying to keep our guys. If if not, that's automatic. First person you got to offer is going to have to be Tyler Hero. I mean, you know, it's Orlando. They have nothing to look forward to uh, right now. And, and if Vucevic, the person i mean is vucevic really putting butts in seats no not really i mean he's he's giving you great play excuse me but he's not really putting butts in seats you get a guy like tyler hero he's gonna put butts in seats you know he has a he has a a personality he's not i guess he's one of those what people would call spicy whites you know little mayo with cayenne pepper in there hello mayo (laughs) you know what i'm saying (laughs) so you know he could sell he could sell some tickets in orlando and he'd be the guy him and cole anthony that would be a you know a splash show that would be kind of fun but if not vucevic it it has to be their their biggest hole is four you wouldn't think jay crowder meant that much to this team but we haven't had consistent play at the four since he left I mean, we've got Kelly Olenek. Kelly Olenek is meant to come off the bench. He is not a starter. And so we're, we have him on, in there only because we don't have anyone else. So let's kick the tires on LaMarcus Aldridge. Let's look for a maybe an Andre Drummond. You know, let's get a four who can stretch the floor and let Bam do his thing inside the mid, you know, the mid area and, of course, at the basket. I agree. For sure, that's all. Those points are totally one hundred percent correct. Um, if Miami wants to turn things around for the second half, um, you gotta plug that four spot up for sure. But 
my biggest trade acquisition that needs to happen needs to be in LA. And I'm just going this this is going to be straightforward. Los Angeles Lakers. Oh, LeBron, Lakers. LeBron is 36. Eddie's out for 6 to 8 weeks. Call Washington, ask them what they want. <laughs> Why are you still bringing this up? <laughs> no, seriously. I told seriously. you he is brainwashed. He ain't going nowhere. Seriously. You I I know LeBron does this I you know, dark mode, turn it on for the playoffs. Zero dark thirty. And, and, he, and he, he does it every year, and he's he to this point he still surprises us because it's it's incredible what he does. But for goodness sake, the guy's thirty six now. Give him a break. He needs help. And, well, let me not say he needs help because I know a lot of the LeBron haters gonna be out there. Oh, <laughs> LeBron need help. Let me not say he needs help. He needs a running mate. You can't go into the playoffs with AD being. A question mark, and when I think that's what's going to happen this year, even when AD comes back, Achilles is not something to play with. Especially AD is a big man, even though he plays on the perimeter sometimes, he's still considered a big man. Um, you don't know how aching this Achilles can be. You don't want to get, and LeBron's not playing for the first or second round. LeBron's playing for deep runs, so that's more games, more physicality. You know, you don't want to get to the third round or. The first two games of the finals and 80 goes down again, God forbid. And now LeBron's looking around. He doesn't have a running mate. I need you to give me something that's not a pipe dream, though. So at this It's not point, a pipe dream. Bradley Bill is a pipe dream. No. He is not going to be traded. He's not requesting it. Washington is not even fielding offers. So give He's me something. Give me don't give me the BS of Bradley Bill. That's a pipe dream. Give me something that can actually work. Another wing player, which it might cost a little bit, but if you, the Lakers can definitely make it work. I like Zach Levine. Okay. Now we're talking. Zach Levine this year has shown us he can play two ways. Elite score at this point. Very athletic, as we all know. And I think he fits with LeBron. He can shoot well enough. He cuts to the basket. He plays both sides of the ball. Um, it's just at this point, what are you willing up? What, what are you willing to give up for him? Yeah, I don't think they have any assets to get either one of those players. Um, it, it all depends. You know, does Chicago wants to take some players to free load in order to get a great draft pick? Because obviously, even with Zach Levine right now, you guys are not going anywhere. You might make the playoffs. Who were all getting the first round? But I don't see Chicago getting anywhere past the first round this year or next year. So. At some point, I mean, Zach Levine is, what, 26? Let him play his best years somewhere else. However, there is a guy that got released in a buyout from his team. He is older, but he would be a nice addition, especially 80s out right now, to back up 80 if he gets signed. I like the Lakers to go pick up LaMarcus Aldridge. Okay. He can stretch the floor for them. He passes the ball pretty well for his size. He's not as athletic as he used to be, but LaMarcus Aldridge has never been known to be athletic. But he's a great addition to backup AD to come in that second unit with him, Montrez, Kyle Kuzma, Axe Caruso, and Taylor Horton Tucker. I like that as a second unit. Yeah, and but the Spurs aren't um, – well, he, he hasn't done a buyout, actually. They were talking about 
whether they're going to do a buyout or or seek to trade him. But they haven't bought him out yet, so he's still on the roster. He's just not playing. He's away from them from the team. You know, over that break, they're just like, you know, we'll we'll find you a place. Um, it's just up to you whether you want to do the buyout or or want to be traded. Because San Antonio is trying. They're in the business of the future now. You know, the Pop is trying to pass that team on um, to the first NBA, uh, the first female NBA coach, and so. He's trying to leave Becky Hammond with a, a stockpile of picks and young players. And you can see it's very clear what they're doing. And so Becky Hammond will be the next coach. But they want to give it to her on the right page, fresh, where she can mold her players the way that she wants to. Um, so they're going to try to get something from for LaMarcus Aldridge. Maybe a pick, you know. That's fine. Two players in a pick? Here. I wouldn't even give up two players. I mean, it depends who the two he's players 35, are. You know, it depends who the two players are. But a player in a pick or two players, it, 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 you know, just don't young overpay. assets. Yeah, just don't overpay for them. Don't give up t- Taylor Horn and Tucker. Though, for sure, <laughs> don't do that. Uh, any any big name player, you're gonna start with him, but not Lamarcus Aldridge. No, uh, if you're if you're talking about Beal, if you're talking about Levine. Uh, THT will be the first one on the board. It's kind of the same thing with Miami uh, Tyler Hero. If you're talking about any of those type of players, THT is going to be the first player on the board. They can't move Kyle uh, Kyle Corver, Kyle Kuzma anymore because of they locked up. I mean, you can never say never, but forget it. I mean, they just gave him that extension. Yeah, going to be really. They're they're believing, and he's playing good this year. Yeah, he is. He is playing good. They doubled down with him. Yeah, so, so they definitely believe in Kyle Kuzma, so I think they want to keep him for the long haul. But my, I guess you could say, dark horse or surprising trade to happen will be Kevin Love to the Portland Trailblazers. Hmm. Hmm. I like that. If Kevin Love can go to Portland, I think that can give him another push to be another threat in the West in the playoffs. Only because... You got Nurkic down there. Melo's not really a four, guys. Uh, even they put him there, he's not really a four. He still plays as a three. Um, and Melo obviously cannot pay 42 minutes for you guys either. Um, but I like what Kevin Love can bring to them. He's still a great rebounder. You don't need him to go and score 30 like he did in Minnesota. He still has a few good years left in him. Um, he's not that old as people think. He's still very productive. Um, he's not doing anything in Cleveland right now at all. So collecting a check. Yeah. So collecting that big old check. So if Portland can find a way to get Kevin Love without giving up too much or obviously Gary Trent, who I think they should keep, um, that will be a great acquisition for the Portland Trailblazers, especially going for the second half of the season, going into the playoffs that can make Portland a little scary, Mm. a little bit. Yeah, I definitely like that. So Portland definitely, by all means, test the water. See what Cleveland will take. Uh, obviously, they know they're not making the playoffs. They know they're going to be right back um, in the draft, trying to get a draft lotto pick. So they might work with you. See what you can get for Kevin Love. Kevin Love is getting older. Kevin Love is in his 30s now. So um, they shouldn't ask for the house, obviously. So Kevin Love definitely to Portland will be my sleeper. Um, trade that I would like to see by the deadline. Nice. Wow. 
Um, a sleeper trade that I would like to see. I mean, hmm. man, that, that's that's a good one. I can't really think of one that that's a sleeper. I mean, I already told you what what I would like the Miami Heat to do. So that's pretty. I much mean, it. there's no sleeper. There's no sleeper. Yeah, yeah. I don't <laughs> think I, I have a sleeper. <laughs> but which team do you think should finish or has to finish per se? Strong for the second half of the season going to the playoffs. Boston Celtics. Uh, they are, I mean, you can't, at this point, I cannot, yes, I mean, Schmidt will tell me, my, my, my best man will tell me all the time how he feels like they're slighted and all of that, but you cannot be first round exit. You cannot, you definitely cannot be first round exit. You cannot be second round exit when you've gone Eastern Conference Finals. Now we're talking finals. Like, you've got to be able to punch your ticket. It's going to be tough. But in terms of the end of the year, you haven't given me crap this year. So, especially for the talent that they have on there, let, let's let's look at the standings right now. I think they're Boston four and five. Is yeah, at five. Five, and 19 and 18. They're no. one game over 500. You, no, that's, that's not... That's not when you didn't have the same issues, Miami kind of had the excuse with all the COVID, even though really still not an excuse, but we'll let you slide with that. When What did Boston have? What's the issue there? I mean, they, they had a couple games, but still, it, they're not performing to where they should be. So they definitely need to bring it this second half of the season. I don't know what their schedule is looking like, how, how difficult, how easy, but regardless... You got to start racking up some of these wins, man, I, and really separate from I the rest 100% of the Eastern Conference. I 100% agree. Um, if you're talking about Eastern Conference teams, Boston Celtics is definitely at the top of that list. Um, for the past two years, I've had Boston being the team that actually came out the East to go to the finals. Um, them being not even a t- in the top four right now is kind of, um, be honest, it's what do you call underachieving. Yeah. Um, you even allowed Miami to surpass you, which Miami's at four now. And they dug out of a hole to be yeah, able to pass you. Because at one point Miami wasn't in a playoff hunt. <laughs> um, so Boston, I gotta get together. Jay um you guys got two young stars. The Jays. And <laughs> the Jays. <laughs> but, but definitely Boston needs to get into the top three by the time the season's ending going into the playoffs. You need to be a top three team in the East um, because, you know, if you get in that second bottom half, Boston can have, be threatened to be beat in that second round. And this will be the third year in a row. Hey, and, and we know how, how Miami matches up with them. You know, that's first round right now if the playoffs started. Four and five. And that can get spicy because <laughs> if Bam comes back healthy, you keep talking about first round exit. That's tough. That will be tough. There will be a lot of slander if Boston gets out in the first round. This year. Well deserved, well earned with your new earned jerseys. <laughs> Head ass. But for Western Conference teams, I'm going to go with the Phoenix Suns and Utah. It's surprisingly number one and number two in the West right now. Um, I think Utah needs to keep that number one seed so they can have home court advantage throughout the playoffs. Um, even though there's no fans per se, but, um, just for the sake of seeding, cause if obviously I think they they might go to game seven, at least in one round, 
I think they'll like to play on their home court. And Phoenix also, um, for momentum purposes, I don't think the you know what court they play on really matters. But um, you know, you want to keep that spirit going. You want to keep that momentum going. Mm-hmm. So you know, strive to be a top three team seed um, going into the playoffs because you want to carry that into the into the playoffs. Um, especially when you start playing, you know, the Lakers, Clippers, Denver, and Portland's of the world. You definitely want to be a top seeded team, not on the bottom four. So definitely um the Phoenix Suns and the Utah Jazz in the West for me. Um for teams that need to finish out strong. In the West, I'm going the Mavericks. Mavericks have to start piling up wins. It's kind of the same thing with Boston. It's kind of been underwhelming, all right? Um they're underachieving right now. Um, and even that, I kind of stand on shaky ground because looking at their roster, I'm like, they, this might be who they are. And uh, because when you think defensive-wise, they're not really a defensive team. You put all those Euros on one team, it's not going to be a lot of defense to be had. KP, I don't think about KP as a defensive stalwart. And so, and Luka, I mean, you can you can get by Luka. He's not, he's not the fastest. He's not the fleet, most fleet of foot. And so that would be my team that really needs to finish the second half of the season strong uh, so that they can get themselves right now. They are number eight. Uh, I would like to see them battle with the Bla- the Trailblazers and Nuggets and challenge for the sixth and fifth seed. Um, maybe, you know, playing the first first round against the Clippers would be tough if this stands where the Clippers are number four. But um Playing number three, the Lakers, for the first round wouldn't be that much uh, easy. It wouldn't be easier. So it's kind of you just got to get past those L.A. teams. And, man, the West is tough. But Mavericks, you got to do something. You got to get some wins under your belt. Absolutely. Um, That's why it's very big. Um, I think the X factor is going to be, again, KP's health. Yep. That's the only way this happens. Um, Luka... Luca's gonna be Luca. Yeah, he's gonna be Luca. He, he doesn't need to play a little bit better. I'll be honest with you, but KP is the factor for them to um, take a step in the right direction to take um, one of those teams at the top four seeds out, so they can put themselves in. Heard that. But that's all we have for you guys this week. Um, let us know what you think. What's your message and grades for all the teams in NBA? Um, are we correct? Are we wrong? Do you think there should be another team in the top four seeds? Do you think somebody else should be MVP? Who do you think should win the finals? We'd like to hear from you. Um, Be sure to keep that notification bell turned on for all episodes coming through um, Sports Cash in the near future. And be sure to follow, follow us on all social media platforms at sports underscore cash underscore. Don't forget, every Monday we are on Clubhouse, 7 p.m., uh, we will be discussing the prior, of course, what we talk about on the podcast. So come ready to debate. We always have lively debates, um, but definitely find us on Clubhouse every Monday at 7 p.m. Absolutely. And if you need an invite to Clubhouse, don't hesitate to DM us on Instagram at sports underscore cash. We will be gladly to give you an invite to join Clubhouse. With that being said, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next time. All right, Cash Crew. Until next time. What's up, Cash Crew? This is KD. Thanks again for listening to our podcast. Be sure to find us on social media 
at sports underscore cash underscore. And if you haven't already, subscribe to us on YouTube at sports cash podcast. And don't forget to hit that notification bell.